Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Ken Hamlin on Wax with us today. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, man. So for those of you who do not know, Ken Hamlin, ex-NFL player, drafted in 2003, correct? Seattle yes, Seahawks? Yep. You've played on four NFL teams, Seahawks, the Colts, the Ravens, and we're here in Texas, so I got to save the best for last, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh man, relaxing, enjoying, just enjoying the weather here in Houston. I'm uh, just kicking back for a little bit. So this was not on the agenda, but but we gotta talk about those Rockets. Are you giving them any chance to win Game Seven? Ah, uh, it's gonna be tough. I, you know what? They they tried their best in Game in Game Six to to shoot their way into a win in the first half, but uh, I just don't think they. Chris Paul sort of kept that team together, and right. I think with him being out, it's gonna be tough for them. to played four quarters of like of, of shooting the ball like that right yeah and no, I, I agree I think um you know especially game five and game four he led them in the the second half oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. I, I think Houston and having the home court will, will definitely uh help and maybe it's not as you know maybe they keep it close but I, I don't know if they'll win I I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep you know keep my fingers crossed and stay optimistic are you rooting for the, the Rockets <laughs> Actually, I mean, I, 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 I've been going for the for the Warriors for the last, I don't know how many years, but, um, of course, home to, that's home team for me. So, And I, I want them to, to, to win it or at least keep it close, but I just don't know if they have it. I, mean, I just want to be realistic with it and see. Like, I don't know if Harden can be the guy to sort of pull it all the way through, but you never know. Right. Are you from, like, what has you in Houston? Well, I actually right right after I left college, I came to Houston, started training here, and I've been here since then. So nice. Yeah, I've been here about fifteen years now. Perfect. Well, what what year did you actually retire from the NFL? Uh, two thousand eleven. So you've been retired seven years. Yeah. How do you keep busy, and and, and how's how is it treating you? How's the retired life treating you? Well, I, I travel a little bit. I um, I, uh, I I'm a partner in a in a youth enhancement company. I have a couple other businesses that I that I own and and sort of have a hand in. So I you know I, I keep busy with that. But 
I also got two little ones at the house, so that, that that'll they, definitely keep you busy. Right? <laughs> yeah, they'll keep you busy as well. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, just just a little bit of that, man. And I and I I do travel quite a bit, so uh, I keep myself busy. So so so, like in junior high and high school, before you know, even college, did were you always kind of one step ahead of the rest? Were you always kind of, you know, just the guy where you knew that you were destined to go to the NFL or, or not? Not, not at all. Um, I actually didn't really start until like my 10th, 11th grade year. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I, I, I was one of the guys that rode the bench for one reason or another. Uh, no need to make excuses on, on anything, but um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really hit my, my stride until a bit after that when, when I, but it, but it put a chip on my shoulder to where I wanted to make sure that people understood I had to drive. I just had to put it all together. And um, and, and once I did, I, I definitely didn't want to relinquish it to anybody after that. Was there a specific time, maybe in high school or maybe even in college, where you knew that, that you were going to play for the NFL, but like, you know, before you got drafted? Uh, I, really, I, I never, I don't know if I really even thought about it. I, I think that. I knew that was pretty good, but um, my sophomore year, my sophomore year, I felt like I put up a, a good season, and I was. And when you're competing in the SEC, I mean, it, it, you're competing against you know arguably the best of the best. Right. So once you once you once you're doing that, you you're holding your own. I felt like I had a great opportunity then to really make it, but I I really didn't want to go above and uh, past whatever that season was because I didn't want to think too far ahead and mess myself up where I was at but I think that um you know that's when I really saw that there was an opportunity for me to go uh and, and really not just make it but actually compete and play in the NFL so this is a personal question for myself okay you've played for Seattle you've played for Baltimore and you've played for Indianapolis along with the Cowboys but Tavon Austin he just recently signed to the Cowboys and on his yep. Instagram this morning <laughs> He put, there's just something about the star. And I want to ask you a question. Um, and I'm a huge Cowboys fan, by the way. So so maybe yeah. I'm reaching for something that may not be there. <laughs> but since you played for the Cowboys, is is it just a – I mean, you, you hear the, the America's team, and they always get picked up you know, on, on ESPN and everywhere else. But is just being in the locker room, being a part of the culture, is there just a different feeling with being a part of the Cowboys organization or, or not really? Well, I would say there is a different dynamic. Um, me going from Seattle, uh, which is a great organization owned by a, a, a guy who, who I mean, Paul Allen, who definitely is, is in the upper echelon of people and, and, and owners. Um, but when you go to Dallas, and just it's just a different vibe. Um, uh, through, and not even just with the organization, but throughout the city. When you talk about the, you know, the Cowboys, the star, the you know just just how how it all comes together. I think it definitely. Of course, Jerry has a lot to do with that. Right. Jerry right. Jones has a lot to do with that, and I think that he keeps it. He keeps the team and keeps the the whole the entire like uh, just just dynamic of the team. He keeps it lively. He keeps it uh, present. Which it doesn't die off just because, and that's the crazy part about it. I mean, you think about it. I mean, Dallas Cowboys haven't won a championship since the '90s, right, and exactly. and, and but yeah, but it's still like considered one of the top. I mean, one of the top teams, one of the top. It's, it's damn almost number one in marketing or as far as an NFL team every year. 
right? Because of just what Jerry does and what the whole family and organization does with this team, and they they definitely make sure to keep it present. Yeah, no, I I, I think the same thing. Like we have the we as a mom on the team, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's been what twenty something years, no championship, yeah. and they're still the most relevant team in the NFL. That's just yes. crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, and even though, of course, you have New England doing what they've been doing right. the last, yeah, you know, seven, eight, nine yeah. years, but uh, you know, they they still they, they still are, I would say, I mean, very close to to being one of the top teams as far as just a team that just know you notice when you go out of the country and and people just know the Cowboys. Right. It's just it's just something about it. Yankees, Lakers, and probably the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So so another question for you. Um, kind of, kind of also revolving with with um, just NFL in general. You've played for four teams in the past. Do you now that you've retired? Do you do you have like a, a favorite team? Do you kind of side between teams? Like, how does that go with someone that's played on multiple NFL teams after yeah, the football life? It's tough for me, of course. I mean, I, I still have a little bit of of love in my heart for Seattle and for Dallas. Right, because uh, I was there the most, and they drafted um, you, right? So being drafted yes, by yeah, a team has, has to stick, right? Right. Yeah, but um, when I'm watching games on Sundays or Thursday, Saturday, however many days they have the games now, right? Um, I, I really, I, I just find myself looking at the team and di- diagnosing what they're doing, especially defensively. Um, normally, I always try to, I always go for the underdog, just just because. But I don't have a team where it's just okay. This is the team, like the Texans, I'm rolling with them, or this is my team. I really don't have a team. I mean, I, you know, I have little ones now, so I don't know if they're going to really be heavy involved in, in football. But I know they'll probably end up picking up a favorite and, and going with, going that route. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out. So. I was talking to a, a a colleague about you, and I said, I don't know if you'll remember a, a safety that played for the Cowboys. And he said, he said, test me. And I said, do you remember a guy named Ken Hamlin? And he's like, do I? That's the guy that used to lay wood on people. And I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly how I remember Ken Hamlin as well. And, and so when I think about that, knowing what you know about like concussions now, would would you have changed anything? with how you played football, or that's just a part of the game? Well, I think I, I started a little bit later in my career on transitioning from just making making big hits or trying to make big hits to really going after the ball and you know making plays on the ball instead. So that was probably a year, I think after my third year, um, and and I know I had, you know, a lot of, Big plays, big hits, and everything else, and you know, oh, yeah, you I was I, I I got shorted a little bit on on the Pro Bowl. I was like, okay, well, you know what? It's time to it's time to transition a little bit and start doing a little something different. So I I started seeing that that was paying off a little bit more. Right. Um, of course, of course, you know, with my body and with my head and everything, that definitely I think plays a major role. But I think I, I, if I would have if I knew what I you know know what I knew uh, you know then what I know now. Uh, I probably, I probably definitely would have transitioned a lot sooner. Um, and who knows how that would have played out for me, though? So right. You never exactly. Know. You never exactly. Know. Right. You never know with things, because yeah. So I, I think it, it, it happened for a reason. Happened how it, how it happened, but um, health wise, you know, of course, you always want to, you always want to lean on on the healthier side of things and the safer side of things. So, uh, but, but I think that for how I played, I still came out pretty good so um we're gonna just keep our fingers crossed on that and keep keep trying to stay as healthy as i can 
So I've heard several NFL players state that they will not allow their children to play football. Are you against let, letting your children play football, or you're you're open for it? Well, I don't even think I have a choice. Whatever. Once my wife, uh, <laughs> I made a mistake and took her to see uh, the movie Concussion. Exactly. It was, right. yeah, it was a done deal from there. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I I want to I want them to be open to playing a lot of different sports. I mean, I, I I golf a lot, and my son always come outside, and he always says he wants to go golfing. So, I've you know I've gotten them into that. Uh, you know, we swim a lot. So. That's an option. There's other options other than, and I, that's the one thing I didn't have growing up. When, you know, I'm, I was growing up, we only had yeah options of other sports. We only had baseball, football, basketball, and track, really. Right. So I mean, when you have these other sports where they can actually excel in and get scholarships and you know make a career out of it, I mean that that gives them an opportunity as well to save a little bit on their body, but at the same time compete uh, and and make a living. So. Um, I want them to see that as well. I want them to see the other sides of things where it doesn't have to just be basketball. It doesn't have to just be football. So it can be other things um, that they can actually go into, compete, and uh, and get those accolades just like in the other sports. And you, and you have. You put them in position to have those opportunities and those options. So that's, that's great. Definitely. And now Cowboys, I don't know. It's almost funny for me. So... I don't know. I, he he was my favorite player this year. Des Bryant. He's been my favorite player for a couple years. He yeah. gets cut by the Cowboys. I honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you still, I still ride with the Cowboys, but you're still always hoping for the best, right, for Des. Yeah. And yeah. he has not got signed yet. Months have gone by. What do you think? What is you you know probably a little bit more about the business. What do you think's going on with the Des situation? Well, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that. Um, I, I would have thought that somebody would have picked him up. I mean, but this is one way I look at it. Um, you know, De- and Dez, it, it's been known that you know people have critiqued him and criticized him on his his route running, um, or, or lack of running the entire tree. Right. Uh, and and I, I, that might be one thing where it plays plays a, a lot of different roles where they 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 know what they're getting from a guy, so they don't have to rush, so they can see what they got from the younger guys. At the same time, I mean, they he could be working on that as well as just trying to make sure he shows something different. I know he had the one deal that uh, Baltimore tried to get him, but of course, exactly in yeah. his position. In his position, I can understand him turning down a multi-year deal deal where he's stuck in in one situation. Of course, he doesn't have an opportunity to get another payday. So he's looking for a one-year deal um, that he can basically prove himself, and then be up again next year where he can he can get a long-term and deal. negotiate a little bit, right? Yeah, and, and try to get get the control back into his hands because right now he doesn't have that much control. He doesn't have that much much leverage. So I think that if you have that one-year deal, like I I, mean, I did the one-year deal at Dallas um, and, was, <clears throat> and was able to turn that into a long-term deal. So it, it's just on really what, what you know, what he wants to see or what type of team. I think that there's only a few teams that, that, that are really fit, uh, you know, what he's trying to do at the same time that the team really can bring him in and, and put him in a place where, first off, I think the one thing for him is that he he, he, he has to be the number two uh, number option. two guy. Right. Yeah, the number two option. I, I think that that would help him a lot more. Um, I even thought, thought about him if he came to Houston. 
That's and, what I was hoping for. I think a lot of the behind, Houston community was hoping for that initially. Yeah, I mean, you're behind Hopkins. Uh, I mean, that, that would be huge. Uh, he wouldn't be behind Fuller, but that that would still be, you know, well, another option, yeah, I mean, another well, threat. The thing is, thing is, thing is, then you can move Fuller into the inside and let him work inside, or vice versa, move Dez on the inside, let him work inside on the three three receiver sets. There you go. That'll work. One way or the other, you have you have guys that that are either you got Fuller who's quicker, or you got a guy like Dez who can use his body and, and get get into those positions, get into those spots. So, right. yeah, I think you can find a way to make it work um, here, but. Now you got to think about ownership. You got to think. I mean, the 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 sort of the thing that's that's traveling around with Dez with his attitude and everything else too. He's he's got a little bit of baggage to where somebody's going to have to want to put up with that. And and I think I don't understand how it's gone this long where someone hasn't brought him in. I mean, we're, we're going into June. Um, training camp training camp is going to be starting pretty soon, and uh, you know, and I know he's been working out on his own. I don't think that's going to be. The conditioning part of him being in shape is not going to be the problem. It's, you know, him getting into a system and and them understanding. Okay, do, what do we what do we want from him as well? What are we going to get? But what do we want to want, what do we want to see from him? So, I, I really don't know what the wait period is. But um, you know, I, I feel like he will be on someone's roster. Uh, it's just I don't know if it's going to be the roster that he's going to handpick. It might be something that he has to finally say, you know what, I just need to get on a roster and exactly. play. Exactly, and that was my next question. Week one, do you think he's he's suited up, ready to play? Yeah, I think he is. Um, now, do I think it will be for, the? like I said, I don't think it's going to be one that he picks, that he's going to say, yeah, this is the one I want it to be. But I think that it will be uh, where he has an opportunity to, to get out there and try to prove himself again. Um, you know, this, this, is a, this is a huge year for him. Uh, you I know, agree. How everything, how everything turned out, and how you know he wasn't, didn't get an opportunity to get into the whole free agency thing, you know, at the very beginning, and and I mean that that was a tough period. Now, so he, he has, I mean, it, it's going to be tough because it depends on what team he really gets on, how they use him, and if they even allow him to really show his skill set to the fullest, like Dallas allowed him to show, you know, be out there and be the number one guy. I don't know if he's going to get that anywhere right now. He, uh, I can pretty much say I think everyone has their number one receiver right now. Exactly. Um, if they had needs and they would have addressed him in the draft. Yeah, they or... addressed him and they addressed him in free agency. Right. Um, and which he wasn't available at the time. So, I mean, it's you, be think, tough. you think you think, and again, you know this a lot better than I do. They do that a hundred percent on purpose, right? They hold off until everybody signs their big free agents, and then they oh, oh, they I, release them. Oh, I don't. I don't think there was any mistake in in, in timing. Uh, right. They, they understand. They understand the timing because they have because they have free agencies as free agencies free agents as well that they're trying to go after or guys they're trying to keep. So they understand the timing period, um, and that timing of that was sort of tough on him because you know now you you are behind a ball. Everybody has swooped up and made the deals, even some of the deals that they probably normally wouldn't make. But this guy's available. We got to take him. Right. And that would have been him in that position to where they could have took another look. So it was tough. It, it's definitely tough on him as an individual trying to trying to continue his career. Uh, now he's back on the you know, back to the drawing board. Really, and you gotta you gotta whatever whatever type of deal you're given, you gotta go out there and you gotta understand that you are basically on a one year make it a make a break type of year, and you and you gotta go out and you gotta put it all out there. And I know, I know it's that's not possible, really. So I already know the answer prior, but um, 
knowing that he has not got signed, knowing that, I mean, to my knowledge, yeah, exactly. I know, I know Cowboys initially, right. The deal was if he took a pay cut, uh, a huge pay cut, like he would be, he, so I don't think it was, I know that he said like, well, that was the rumor, right? Exactly. Um, Exactly. So to my understanding, that's what it was. They didn't, yeah, they didn't offer him a pay cut. Right. Okay. Um, right. So, so that wasn't even. So that lets you know that wasn't even an option to where they were like, we want to keep you. Um, so, but we need you to work out the contract now. That sort of that sort of lets you know about the next part of it is okay. Will we resign them? Because if they're not even offering a pay cut to keep them, they were they were ready to get rid of them and, and for someone else to pick them up then. I don't know if they would look to come right back to him and say, "Hey, you know, we changed our mind. We want you back." That's sort of uh, that's sort of a tough one to, to see. For both and, parties. Yeah, for both parties. Yeah, because right. it, it was a little it was a little strange and a little a little tension on both sides. Really, I mean, I agree, yeah. After leaving, so I mean, you got him getting out of there. You got a couple other guys that left. I think that uh, I think they definitely have made a decision to move forward. You know, what what direction they're going. Now, now another. I mean, this one. So the Des Bryant one, that was a rumor that he may get released. He may, you know. So that that was out there. But I didn't consider Witten retiring when he retired. A was that a shock to you? And B, now that Witten and Des are gone, now everyone's you know claiming like it's a hundred percent Prescott's locker room. This, that, and the other. For Prescott, when you get some of these big name. You know, experienced players that have you know been in that locker room for so long. Does that make his job easier now because he's the guy, or does that make his job harder because now everybody's going to depend on him to win games? Well, I think a little bit of both. Um, now, now you are the the sole leader on that on that offense, um, and of course, you know the quarterback is the leader regardless, but. When you have a guy like Whitney who's been around for so many years, who's who, who knows the ins and outs, who, who's been with you know other quarterbacks that have been has done great things, you know you sort of you sort of lean to him a little bit, right. and that, that that's not a bad thing. That, that, that's natural. Um, but when you when you have now the, all of the 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 older guys have departed, now it's just you and and you have an opportunity, even though you're all young. Um, because it's still going to be him, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, those younger guys that came in. But now you're at the helm, and you you know that I am the sole leader. I need to go out here. Now that could be a lot of pressure as well, right? Because exactly. now I don't think I don't think that they still have given him the entire playbook to to work with, and uh, have, haven't given him the full reign to really go out there and play free and play play his game. Um, you'll see it here and there that, that he plays a certain way, and of course when he gets out of the pocket, he's able to and live and run the ball and do different things like that. But as far as down the field play, you don't see a whole bunch of it. And I don't know if it was because of the receiver play or because of him, but uh, you didn't see a whole bunch of just down the field throws to where he's using his arm to really stretch the offense and stretch the defense and, and, and make these plays down the field to where you know, you're getting the 30, 40, 50 yard passes you know, on a consistent basis. So, We'll see if this year I believe that they have the opportunity now to say, okay, you know what, this is your offense. This is what this is what we're going to do. But now, who are your weapons that you're going to be throwing it to? Of course, right. they picked up Austin, um, you know. But I, I and, don't know. Um, Hearns. Yeah. So, so my thing is, okay, who's the number one receiver? And and that could be up up in the air because you never know which one is going to really excel in this offense. But 
I don't know if, if they have a true number one receiver. Hearns could definitely turn out to be to be that, um, you know, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So, so Deshaun Watson, is he the real deal? Oh, I believe he's the real deal. I think that I think that I know he, we didn't get is. too much of him last year. We got a taste. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the real deal. I think that he uh you know, they they gotta learn how to protect him. But um but I think that he's the real deal. You don't want him running around every play and, and having to make, make uh plays with his legs every play, but the guy the guy I mean, you look at the games in the SEC when the SEC championship in the but the national championship games that he played in and how he excelled against a top-notch uh, defense in Alabama. Then he comes into the league and he just starts just starts tearing tearing defenses up left and right. I think the guy can definitely play the game at another level. Um, get a couple more years of him being in, in and you know, of course, healthy. Uh, you'll definitely see him being talked as one of the one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Does Ken Hamlin play fantasy football? I, I've dabbled the last couple of years. Um, and I've only done like one. It's addicting. Yeah, it, it is. No, yeah, I find myself sitting there, and I'm. I don't know who the heck I'm rooting for. I don't know. It's, and and if, if you wouldn't know that who's who's playing fantasy, you just you just think a guy's watching the game, and you just mad because he's cheering for both teams. And right. It's all exactly. much stuff going on. So <laughs> exactly. It gets confusing, but it, but it is it is fun though. I mean, especially when you get a whole guys together, and and y'all are you know just got that competitive blood going again. I mean, it's pretty cool. Right, right, and so Ken Hamlin on his football team and his fantasy team, does he would he rather have an an above average, durable quarterback like like Dak Prescott, or does he want the home run hitter like Deshaun Watson that could put up thirty, but a little bit uh, possibly more injury prone? Well, you know what, I I think I want a guy who's going to be consistent. Just give me give me my my twenty to twenty to twenty five points there every week go. if I can. If I can have that, then I don't have to worry about it, and then I can I can go into my bye week, you know, a, a little bit more relaxed, exactly. <laughs> knowing, knowing what I'm coming back with. So yeah, exactly. Well, hey, we want to be uh, definitely respectable of your time. We appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, huge fan of yours. Like I said, I, I li- literally used to pick you up on the free agency when we played Madden growing up. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Huge fan of yours, and, and when. And I was so excited to have you on. So, like, when my colleague knew who you were and I was talking to other people, they knew who you were, and everybody's really excited about having you on. So we appreciate you having you on. And, uh, you know, we, again, thank thank you. And uh, if you ever need no, anything, you let us know. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. And definitely was fun. So I'll talk with you soon. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. All right. All right, guys. That was Ken Hamlin, guys. NFL Free safety again played for the the Colts, the Ravens, the Seahawks, like we'd mentioned, and of course the Dallas Cowboys. He played alongside Roy Williams and a couple other people. Uh, always great to have you know uh, anybody with a familiar So we appreciate him being on uh, on Wax the podcast coming. To-